This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 61. everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I had a great day today. I got so many things done. I sat down this morning and I planned out my schedule very carefully. I had this huge schedule of things to do. I really leaned in, got a lot done, and now I get to record a podcast. So I'm so excited. I've had a really productive day. And when I have a productive day, it excites me. I love getting things done. So I'm super happy to be here doing the podcast for you. And I appreciate that you're here listening to me. So I hope what I have to say today will be interesting and exciting and give you some food for thought. But before I get into all that, let me tell you about some things that are going to be coming up on the podcast. Today, actually, I was supposed to record a podcast with a friend of mine, Dr. Brent Calhoun, and he was not able to make it to record today. However, we hopefully are going to be doing that next week. And I'm really excited to bring him to you on the podcast. He's a brilliant man, super fascinating. He's got a great story. So I'm not going to give it away, but I'm excited that that's going to be happening within the next couple of weeks, I hope. So stay tuned for that. The other thing that I'm going to try to do this weekend is record a podcast with some of my technician friends. I've been talking about doing this for months. We keep trying to set it up at work. And every time we do, it seems to get kind of out of hand and too busy, and it just isn't happening. So this weekend, I'm going to a scrapbooking retreat with these technician friends of mine, and I'm going to take all the equipment, and we're going to try to record a podcast for you. And we're going to talk about the issues that technicians deal with, not only in our profession as technicians, but also some of the issues they deal with with the doctors, because some of us doctors are not always the easiest to work with. So I want to get the truth right from their mouths. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully that's going to be recorded this weekend. Not hopefully, it's going to be recorded this weekend. And then I still going to get the rest of my technicians in on this deal. So we'll probably have a couple of technician podcasts coming up. So stay tuned for that. I was also at the Western Veterinary Conference recently, and I met a fascinating man. His name is Dr. David Andrews, and he works for a corporation called Purple Heart Consulting. And he had a fascinating story as well. He was one of the speakers at one of the tracks for the Western Veterinary Conference, and this tract was all aimed towards helping veterinarians and veterinary professionals deal with the stresses in our lives. And Dr. Andrews is a veteran, and um, I don't want to give his story away because I want him to tell it. But when we were at the conference, I asked him if he might be 
willing to come on the podcast and talk to us because he has an amazing story and he has so many things to share with us about taking care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, and physically. And he said that he was willing to do it. So I reached out to him again today via email, and I'm really crossing my fingers that he is going to come on the podcast and talk to us. So all these exciting things are coming up. I'm thrilled that we're going to be able to keep sharing things with you on the podcast, and I hope you will stay tuned for all these exciting things. Maybe it will be a little bit easier than just listening to me talk on the podcast. But anyway, today, like it or not, it's just me on the podcast, along with my dogs. They're here, so you may hear them running around in the background. But today, what I wanted to talk about is what clients think of us is not really our business. And what I mean by that is, as veterinarians, we are so focused on client reviews, what clients say to us, if clients get upset about our diagnosis, about our treatment, about the bills that we give them and the charges that we charge them. We are so focused on what clients think, and we shouldn't be. We want to serve our clients. We want to take great care of the patients, but Every little thing that every client's think should not be a concern to us. If we're doing our job and we're doing it properly and a client gets upset, we need to be able to let that go. So that is what I want to talk about today on the podcast, is a client's opinion is not really your business. We need to stay out of their heads and stay in our heads and do the job that we are hired and that we need to do. So I want to start this podcast off by telling you a little story. And I wrote this story in a blog that I did a couple of weeks ago because I found myself being so concerned over something so trivial. It wasn't about a client, but it was about what other people think of us. So a couple of weeks ago, I went to the Michigan Veterinary Conference and the night before the conference started, they had a charity event. And I had incidentally been traveling from Orlando at the VMX to the Michigan Veterinary Conference. So I had to pack for two different events in one suitcase. And I thought I had done a pretty good job until I got to the Michigan Veterinary Conference for this charity event. So the night that I got there, I was scheduled to go to this casino night charity event. It was a Thursday evening with my husband and my husband met me there in Lansing. And as I was getting ready for this event, I was really all up in my head about what I looked like. And I had packed a couple of dresses because I thought it was a dressy affair. And I went to put the first dress on and it didn't really fit me right. So obviously I didn't try it on ahead of time, which was kind of stupid, but that's what I do. I'm sometimes not focused on the tiny little details. And so I took the other dress And I tried that on and it fit me. But then when I went to find the sweater that went with the dress, it wasn't there. So obviously I picked two dresses, 
one that didn't fit and one that fit, but I didn't bring the matching jacket sweater that was supposed to go with it. And it's the middle of winter in Michigan, you know? So yes, I was just in Orlando and it was a little bit warmer, but here I am in Michigan with no sweater, no jacket to go with this dress. So I'm getting really upset about this. Like I am having kind of a little bit of a hissy fit beating myself up about not having this stupid sweater. And it was kind of ridiculous. So I was being a little bit crazy and my husband, you know, in my head, I was like, people are going to think that I'm, that I don't know how to match something or people going to, people are going to look at the sweater that doesn't match. And they're going to think that I don't know how to dress and I'm not very classy or whatever, all these thoughts that were going through my head. And my husband was just like, you know what? You're kind of being ridiculous here. You just need to chill out and just let's go to this party. It's kind of dumb that you're getting all upset because you forgot a sweater, which he was absolutely right. But that's where my brain went. And it's kind of a ridiculous example of what we do to ourselves when we're worried about what other people think. Because here I thought everybody at the party was going to think I didn't know how to dress And I'm usually a very confident person. I usually don't have these kind of issues. But for some reason, this particular night, I got all up in my head about the fact that somebody might criticize me about my sweater that didn't match. Anyway, that is my story to introduce this concept of why we shouldn't really care about what other people think of us, whether it's people at this party that I was going to, this charity event, or whether it's people that um, come to our hospitals every day and see us and use us as clients. So to a certain degree, we all care about what people think of us most of the time, but it can affect us in adverse ways. But the reason we care is because we have this instinctual part of our brain that wants us to fit in. In the caveman days, we needed to fit into the tribe to survive, and we couldn't be social outcasts. That was the only way we could survive, is to stay in the group. And now that we don't have to be in a tribe, we still have this innate need in our brain, in our primitive brain, to try to fit in. And social media tends to crank that up. And social media tends to enhance that need for us to fit in. When we see people post things on social media that make them look better than us, happier than us, all the things that we see on social media and that we know deep down are not necessarily real, but because we see it and it feeds that primitive brain that needs to fit in, it has a tendency to cause more anxiety. It has a tendency to make us see other people's lives as better than ours. And then we start to believe it. We start to believe what's on social media, which is really unnecessary. It's abnormal. We know that people don't post when they just got out of bed on social media. Who takes a picture of themselves when their hair's all messed up and they don't have any makeup on? It just doesn't happen. But we think that it's the case. And then the other thing that we think is that other people are focused on us. 
And it isn't necessarily true. When I was wearing the mismatched sweater with the dress, I'm sure very, very, very few people even noticed because most everybody is in their own head, worried about what they're wearing, worried about how they look. They're not really worried about what other people have on or how they look. And so we get into this cycle of this approval-seeking and this worrying about what other people think, and it's just not useful. So although it's natural for us to seek this approval, although it's normal for our brain to want to go there, it really interferes with the progress that we need to make. And we spend so much time worried about what other people are thinking. What is your friend going to think? What is your mother going to think? What are your children going to think? What does your boss think? We spend so much time worrying about that. But the truth is we really can't control what other people think, no matter what we do. And that's why one of my mentors says, what other people think is none of your business. And I really think that's true. It is not our business. So in some instances, it really is necessary to care how other people perceive us. But these are more when appropriate behavior or appropriate attire is necessary. So for an example, if you were standing up and screaming in the middle of your church service, that would be considered not appropriate behavior. And people would look at you and people would think that something was wrong with you if you were doing that. Or other times when behavior needs to be appropriate or the way you look needs to be appropriate is let's say if you were going to a job interview and you decided to wear footy pajamas and slippers. Now in that instance, It really is a little bit important about what other people think. So there are times when we do need to care about how we're perceived, but when it gets in the way and it causes us anxiety, then we have to reel it in. So the anxiety that I was feeling about my mismatched sweater was really wasted energy, wasted emotion. And that party, once I got there, it was a casino party. And once I started playing blackjack and craps and visiting with friends and catching up with people that I hadn't seen in a while, I forgot all about my sweater. So all that energy that I wasted worrying about the way I looked was really a waste of my time and my energy. So excessive worrying about what other people think, it really interferes with your ability to present yourself as your best self. So when you start worrying about what clients think of you, it's going to interfere with your ability to bring your full talents into the exam room. So the reason that we know that other people's opinions aren't important is because they're so varied. Have you ever gone into a party and presented yourself the same way to 10 people? And there is one or two people that you really connect with, and there's a couple of people that you really don't connect with. Now, you're the exact same person. You're showing up the exact same way. So what that tells you is that other people's opinion is their opinion. It has nothing to do with you. 
and it can't be controlled by you. Because if you could control other people's opinions, then everyone would think of you the same way. And that just doesn't happen. So other people's opinion is more about them than it is about you. Their opinion is their taste. Their opinion is their thoughts about themselves reflected in how they feel about you. You never really know what another person is thinking about you. So here's a different example from my own life. And this happened to me when I was in college. So a long, long time ago. When I was in college, I got a summer job at an emergency clinic. And I was a veterinary student, um, not cocky, but maybe competent. Um, I never thought of myself as very overconfident or very out there, but I was definitely in veterinary school and I got this job at this emergency clinic. And at this emergency clinic, there were veterinarians, obviously, but there were a group of veterinary technicians. And the technicians were the people that I needed to work with. They were the ones that were going to train me to do my job. And I was mostly going to be doing technician work, assisting them, putting in catheters, drawing blood, treating patients, those kind of things. And so I showed up at this job full of enthusiasm. I was excited. I was going to learn things. I really thought that I was going to have a great time this summer at this emergency clinic. The hours were long. I worked day, day hours at a day clinic, and then I was working this emergency clinic at night. So I showed up there full of excitement, full of energy, um, confident, probably. I don't think cocky because I'm always willing to learn things. And there were a lot of things I didn't know. So I was very open to these technicians teaching me things. Well, for some reason, these technicians decided that I was an awful person. They just did not like me. And no matter how hard I tried, they didn't like me. And they went to the veterinarian that was in charge of the emergency clinic. They kept telling her that I wasn't doing my job and that I was ignoring things. And it really was a struggle to get these veterinary technicians to accept me into this group. So the first month or so that I worked there was just miserable. I tried. I tried to be humble. I tried to do what they told me to do. I stayed until the bitter end. When everything was done, I cleaned. I really tried to do the things that I could do to fit into this group. And it really took a long time. Gradually, as the summer went by, they started to kind of calm down. They started to realize that I really wasn't a bad person. And they started to soften up to me. And by the end of the summer, I had kind of won them over. I think most of them at that point thought I was okay. But it was just such a lesson to me in how difficult it is to present yourself into a group and not understand why some people like you and some people don't, why you can do the exact same job at one veterinary clinic and fit in fabulously, and then you can go to another veterinary clinic and not fit in at all. And that's exactly what happened to me that summer. I was working at day hospitals, and everybody there seemed to really like me, and I really got along well. But this emergency clinic, I just really wasn't fitting in, and it was a struggle. So remember that when you're going into a group of people, that it doesn't always come easy. 
it isn't always an automatic fit. And when you're in that kind of group that's putting pressure on you, it's really difficult to show up as your best self because you're on the defense all the time. You're always wondering who's going to tattle on you or who's going to think you're not working hard enough. And it really gets into your head. So remember that when you're in a group, your hospital group, if things just don't feel right, if people aren't accepting you for who you are, it's going to be very hard to show up as your best self. So if you can understand that no matter what you do, you cannot control other people's opinions and not control what other people think of you, then it's going to be so much easier for you to just be you. And maybe allowing the people that you're working with to just maybe not like you. Maybe that's okay. Maybe you can find your people and work in a place that accepts you better. But trying to control the other people in your workplace, trying to change their opinion of you is going to be very, very hard. And that's just something that we cannot do. Because when we're trying to make other people like us, we start to act really weird and needy. I don't know if you've ever been in that situation, but when I was this when I was in the situation with the technicians at the emergency clinic, I was getting a little crazy about how do I fit in and trying to figure it out. And you almost get to the point where you start acting very needy and wanting people's approval and almost begging for it. And it really doesn't work. So when I kind of relaxed and I kind of just decided that I was going to work as hard as I could work and just accept what they were thinking about me, and just continue to work as hard as I knew that I could work, that eventually they might kind of soften up and understand me. And that's exactly what happened in that situation. I quit acting needy. I quit worrying about what they thought about me. And I just showed up every day and did my job. And then at some point, they sort of softened up and they sort of left me alone. And I was no longer getting attacked and and treated differently than the rest of the group, like I was originally. So let's talk a little bit about clients and how this manifests itself with our clients. Now, we all know that clients are just people like us, right? They all have different preferences. They all have different agendas. They have different pocketbooks. They all have their own brains, And we have a tendency to think that every single client should show up the same. They should like us. They should be super passionate about their pets. They should want to do the very best medicine for their pets. And that's really not true because clients are human beings. Trying to control a client, trying to control the way they show up for us is not a useful exercise. The only person that we can control in this scenario is ourselves. And so there are going to be clients that don't like you. There are going to be clients that prefer another doctor in your practice. And in my practice, I specifically try to hire doctors with different personalities because some of us are really fast paced. Some of us are super slow paced and detailed. Some of us are very calm and caring and like a warm hug, and others just zip in and want to get things done. And 
The reason that we want different personalities in our practice is because the clients are so varied and they have different personalities. So in order to have a really cohesive, well-oiled machine practice, you need many, many personalities. And you know I'm very much into the personality profiling, and DISC is probably the easiest one to understand, but Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and all of that I love. And the reason I love it is because it helps you to understand yourself, and it helps you to understand the clients and why they have different preferences. It allows you to let go of that need to have every client love you or every client like you because it's just not a useful exercise. So think about the next time you go into a room with a client and you feel weird or you feel like you're trying to adapt your personality to them. And you can do that a little bit. You can try to speed it up a little bit if they're fast paced or slow it down a little bit if they're slow paced. And I do that myself to try to appeal to them. But if you start showing up as anything but your authentic self, if you start trying to adapt yourself to their personality too much and you start acting needy about it, then you are not going to do your best work. You are not going to be the best veterinarian or the best veterinary technician that you can be because you are going to be too worried about trying to change their opinion which is something that you cannot do. So just showing up as your authentic self and practicing your best medicine is what's very important. So why should we not care about what other people think? Why is this so important that we really need to pull back on that primitive part of our brain that wants to please everybody? If you continually worry about what other people think, You are giving them your power. It's your life. It's not their life. And you are the only one that needs to approve of your actions. Other people do not know what's good for you. Other people do not know what you need as a person. And so the only way that you're going to truly succeed is by living your own life, making your own mistakes, and then learning from your own instincts and your own choices and taking responsibility for those choices. And if you show up as your authentic self, you take responsibility for your actions and for the choices that you make, then you're not going to be able to blame the failures on other people, which is something that we all want to do, right? If something doesn't go well, we think, oh, we're going to blame that client because they didn't let me do X, Y, or Z, or they didn't listen. You know, we always want to blame the client for things that don't go well. But if you show up authentically and you do your best work, then you're not going to want to blame the clients. Even though sometimes they're not going to listen to you and they're going to do their own thing, you're going to be settled in the fact that you did your best work. And then you're going to be able to let it go and move on. The other thing that we need to realize is that other people's thoughts change based on the way they're thinking about themselves. And so you're never going to please all of them. So why do we want to try? They often don't really care as much as we think they care about anything that we're doing. Just like my sweater at the casino night. Nobody really cared about my sweater. I did, but they didn't. And so why do we worry about it so much? 
And when you show up as your authentic self and you show up working towards your dreams and not caring so much about what other people think, then you're going to be able to progress and move forward. Because if you're constantly worried about what other people are thinking, that energy that you give to those other people is going to pull you back. It's going to pull you back, pull you down like two crabs in a bucket. The one crab is always going to pull the other one back. So your thoughts and your worry about what other people think is that little crab in your brain pulling you back and trying to save you from some danger that your primitive brain thinks is out there. So listening to other people or worrying about what other people think is going to keep you small. It's not going to let you grow and achieve the big dreams in your life. So in the end, you are the only one that is responsible for living your life. You are the one that is responsible for how your life turns out. And your opinion is the only one that matters. So wasting time, wasting energy, wasting mental stress, worrying about what other people think is going to be the recipe that's going to lead to unfulfilled dreams. It's going to be the thing that pulls you back and keeps you down. Caring about what other people think is very close to people-pleasing. It's really almost one and the same. And we know that people-pleasing is a waste of energy, trying to make everybody happy, trying to run around and make sure everybody has what they need, that can really slow you down and pull you back. So let's talk about one more example before we end the podcast, how you stop caring about what clients think and how you get over that negative online review. So we've talked about negative online reviews before and how They can pull us down and worry us and stress us. And so this whole concept of not caring what other people think is so important when we're talking talking about these negative reviews. And I think the best way to look at a negative client review is not to worry so much about what the client is saying about you and your practice, but really try to read between the lines and see if the client is really saying something about themselves. I had a negative online review quite a few months ago, but the client had come in and their dog had an ear hematoma. And it was a Saturday, it was busy, the dog was super rambunctious and crazy and super strong. And I stood in that exam room and explained to these clients at least 30 to 40 minutes, all the options that they had to fix an ear hematoma. I also had one of the other veterinarians come in and discuss it because we really knew that if we just drained this ear hematoma on this crazy wild dog, that it wasn't going to go well, number one, and that the hematoma was going to come back. And I explained all this to the client. We talked about it. We went over all the options. And I really know that I did a great job with this dog. Now the clients chose to just drain the hematoma and see how it goes, which we all know isn't always the best way, but 
that was their choice. We gave them all the options. We also gave them the sur surgical options and the prices. And we treated the dog and it went on its way. Well, apparently the hematoma filled back up. They ended up going to another veterinary hospital that was more economical for them. And then they gave us a negative review because they were angry that our estimate for surgical correction of the hematoma was higher than the next hospital. Now, that review had really nothing to do with me, even though it felt a little personal because I was the one treating the dog and they were saying ugly things about my hospital. But really seriously, it was more about this client. They were angry that they made the wrong choice. They were upset that they had to pay our hospital and then they had to go somewhere else and pay another hospital. And had they made the right choice, the right quote unquote choice in the beginning, maybe they wouldn't have had to spend money twice. And they were beating themselves up about that. So the online review against me and my hospital was really about them. And so if I can realize that, if I can decide on purpose not to take it personally because they're really angry at their choices, then I can let that go and I can understand where they're coming from. Because had it been me in the same situation and I ended up having to pay two veterinary bills, maybe I would have felt the same way. And so I can understand, I can empathize, and I cannot take it personally because their opinion about the situation is their business. It really isn't mine. Now, I can deal with that online review. I can answer them. I can call them. I can try to talk them through it to try to understand where they're coming from or make them less angry if they're angry at the practice. But for me to take it personally and for me to worry about it is not useful. It's indulgent. It's not going to do me any good. It's not going to do them any good. So if you can try to understand that the negative online review or the negative client opinion is about them and their opinion and their choices, it has nothing to do with you. It's going to be so much easier for you to understand that it's coming from their primitive brain. It's coming from some understanding that they have about the way the circumstances should have gone. But nothing, nothing, nothing to do with you and your medicine and the way you showed up in that exam room. And if you can really embrace that, then you're going to be able to show up better every time. Guaranteed. So let's decide on purpose that other people's opinions are not important. Let's decide that our opinion and the way we show up in the world is what's really important. And some people are going to like us and some people aren't. And that's okay. That's why there's a variety of people. That's why there's different people, because not everybody is going to love us as much as we love ourselves. And that's what's really important, is loving yourself and understanding yourself and showing up as the best version of yourself and not letting other people's opinions hold you back in your life. So just remember that you have a primitive need for other people to like you, and it's not something that you need to hang on to. 
you can overcome that primitive brain and decide on purpose to let this stuff go. So last week on the podcast, I read some quotes. So I'm going to read you one here. Be who you are and say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. And that quote's from Dr. Seuss, and I think that's super interesting, but it so applies to what we're talking about today. And here's another one from Albert Einstein. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refuses to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. And there's one more from Olin Miller. You probably wouldn't worry about what other people think of you if you could know how seldom they do. And isn't that true? People seldom think about us as much as we think they're thinking about us. So thanks so much for listening to me today, my friends. Let's go out there and just be ourselves and be authentic and not worry about what other people think and not have a care in the world about what the clients are thinking about us or their opinions of us because it's so much better that way. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. If you have any opinions or suggestions for the podcast, send me an email at jacapeldvm at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Also, go to my Facebook page and join that group if you want to read my blogs every week. And please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I need some more of those so we can get the podcast out there to more people. I so appreciate you being there with me today. I love that we can have this conversation every week and I hope you're getting something out of it. Have a beautiful week. Go out there and be authentic and take care everyone. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.